I often get asked the question, how do you bootstrap a business and how do you do so without money? You see, the difference between start bootstrapping a business and starting a business without money and lean startup, um, there, there, there are some slight differences. Lean startup and bootstrapping a business, uh, those two are similar. In terms of um, lean startup, that's a specific process in order to uh, bootstrap a business. And then starting a business without money is where you use lean start the lean startup process with um, uh, uh, with without money basically. Um, so I got asked the question today. Uh, you see, um, yes, I, I I can't I can't start a business uh, because I need capital and I don't have capital. What now? So I returned the question. I said, okay, now tell me. Uh, what do you need the money for? Uh, what do you need the money for? And uh, the person uh, said, "No, to you know, to start the business." I said, "Okay, but what do you want to use it for?" He said, "No, to start the business." I said, "No, you don't get it. What do you want to buy? What do you want to buy?" And he looked at me and he didn't have an answer. He said, "I get your point. He couldn't think of something that he needed to buy." Okay, so. The critical problem that that actually tells us about is that, okay, there was no plan to start off with. Um, you actually need to know what you are going to, what you need money for. And then if you have got a business model you and a strategy, then you will know. So there's a very specific way to start a business without money. And this is here where sequencing becomes critical. So, I typically tell my students, okay, now you dream up where do you want to take this business? Find a business model that that you that would take your business and, and which are scalable for your business. And now now remember, they might have at this stage uh, an idea, a, a very interesting idea, something like that. Okay? But the idea is not developed. There's not even a minimum viable product. This is really, really, really the ideation stage. So, but they still have the idea. So it's a point where you've got the idea or the product or the service idea. You now need to take this thing to um, a business model. And in the business model, is this is where the trick comes in, in, in how you start a business without money. Right? So there are like... 60 uh, business models over the last 50 or 100 years that has disrupted one or another industry. So I normally use that as reference as well because we want to scale a business and we want to enter the market in a different way than how the competitors are in the market. So take for example Uber. Uber entered the market, the taxi market, without owning a vehicle. So already they didn't need to buy a lot of vehicles, right? They thought differently on how to, to build their business. The money they needed was for scaling that business. And for that, they got investors, okay? So I'm not talking about that process. I'm talking about how do we prove our concept without money? Because that's the first level of starting a business. You need to prove your concept and, and, and show to potential investors that this is a viable concept that will actually make money. And how else do you do that 
by showing that it, there's the money in the bank and they are clients. Okay, so so um, the business model is the critical uh, aspect here. So, for example, let's talk about the business model. So, if you are familiar with the business model canvas, you will know that there are two sections. Oh, it's nine sections, but two sections that I will want to refer to. And those are the key resources and key partners. So, uh, you, perhaps you want to develop an app, okay? But you have no idea how to do programming. So, you have got uh, an, a, a few options. The first option most people think about is to get quotes from uh, developing companies to ask them with a and give them a specification and ask them for a quote. And then they will come back with a quote and they will come back with a horrific figure like 200,000 Rand or, or um, if you pay in dollars, it might be, uh, you know, uh, $20,000 or $25,000 or, you know, uh, they will come up with a scary figure like that or even more. Um, often I hear that applications have cost a hundred thousand uh, dollars or a million rand or one and a half million rand so anything upward from there to to build a proper application because of the time involved in creating it it's quite labor intensive programmers are expensive and the skills are sort of scare, uh, scarce okay so in this uh, instance um, and, and now that's the first option is go and pay that money so that's a way to tell me okay now i want to develop an app the quote i received is 200,000 rand or this is the quote and then i asked him okay if you take that item that you have there which is called the programmer under key resources that you need and you move that item to or that key resource over to partner right key partners on the same business model what will happen do you still need the money and the answer is normally no why is that because with a partner you can say ah equity share we we, we share the risk so now some weird things will happen the partner have the choice whether they want to um do this kind of thing and um, and will look more critically at your business model and say okay tell me how are you going to make money out of this thing because we need to get this money back this time i spent i want that money back so now you've got a, someone that's gonna hold you accountable okay that's that's important and, and that's critical. It's extremely critical. The other way of doing it, the first way, was you pay that money over. Why would that person when give you the quote and say, but how are you, it's not their place in that instance to, to criticize uh, the question or have the question and criticize you and say, how will you make money? They won't do it at that point. They will develop it because they know how they're going to get their money. They will get it from you. So that's simple. And the longer they spend, the more money they will make. So it will take them a long time to develop, to develop this app. But when you move that resource over to key partner, this person will become critical of his own time and, say, and, and, and sanction his time spent and only deliver 
what is necessary. And in a lean startup process, we call this the minimum viable product. To give you an indication, a minimum viable product must be created within about a week. It can take slightly longer, maybe there's a bug or two, or um, a sound, but, as, but, but a week is a very good indication. If you cannot create your idea or, um, or a section of your idea that is viable for the, to show to your uh, market that, um, that they, they can understand what you're doing, if you can't do that within a week, then you've got then 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 it's too complicated. You have to scale it down. You have to really scale it down. You have to look at how can you um, how can you simplify this whole thing, um, and that's a very good indicator as well. So the so the guideline is within one week you must be able to take something to the market and ask them for input. They must completely understand within one week what it is. Now, Dropbox uh, their first uh, uh, minimum viable product was actually a video and not the application. So um, they got someone to draw it up and, and, and show uh, it on a video. So that's also possible. You can show them your concept with PowerPoint slides. Now, if you go to, um, if you think, yes, but in my industry, it won't work or whatever. So let me talk about the real estate industry. How, how do they apply it? Because agents tell me that they get their money only after three months or six months or whatever when the property order, uh, uh, yeah, when the property is registered, then they only get their money and, and things like that. So, so my question normally there is okay, but but there is a there there are people actually applying this principle. They um, think a little bit harder. Um, so. Uh, can you think of um, of who that is or what who is doing that? Well, have you ever heard of developers? How do they work? So they would um, make a deal with uh, with a landowner and say, okay, we want to develop this 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 piece of land, but but we are not going to buy this land from you. We're going to do the deal together. Okay, so if if rezoning is needed or whatever they will um, ask the landowner to take on a loan on the property, on the piece of land, to get the zoning done. Or they will do it as part of the bigger project. So this is where sequencing is important in terms of project planning. So what happens first? Do we first build a house? Do we first buy the land? Do we first, what do we do first? Do, or do we first get a client? Okay. So the developers first get the client. And before they get the client, they must be able to show to them what it is that they will build. So these people will buy off plan. So the deal is secured with the landowner. So they are together like almost like a JV kind of thing. And then uh, the developer will get uh, someone to draw a nice picture of what this house will look like. All right. Uh, they call that the artist's impression. So it look, looks almost like a real, real um, building, uh, a real photo that was taken of that building that they will be building. And then they will say to them, okay, you sign here on this contract that you will buy this property, but to, 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 to juice it up a bit, they will say, you can choose the tiles, you can choose the cupboards because hey, this is a new house. You don't have to buy an old house to, to, to revamp the kitchen and all that. You buy a new house. Right, so they've got all their sales schemes going on, 
and the people sign. So how do they get then money to build the building? So, um, f so they would have a launch date and after the pre-launch date and the launch date and so on. And everybody will, build, will pay a deposit. So the clients pay a deposit into, and that deposit is in an attorney's account. So they know that they've got these customers. Yes, they need a little bit of capital. So they would, um, um, you know, cast the slabs for the, for the houses. And once the slabs, are, uh, the, the foundations are casted, uh, the slabs, then um, that is the first phase of payout. And then they will use that money and reinvest um, and build the rest of the house. And then um, before they put in the f uh, finishes or the, uh, um, the, the, you know, the kitchen cupboards and all that inside, uh, they get another payout. And then after they actually got um, um, occupation, the, 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 the client, um, then they will get the final payout from the bank. So these are normally loans from the bank. So the bank will pay that. And then that client will start paying when they occupy that, that, um, that house, when they take occupation. So that's how the whole process works. The financing is not in the name of the developer. It's in the name of the, um, of the client or it shifts to the client during this process. So, uh, but they don't need to have billions. If it costs billions to develop a, a, a whole area, they, they will actually have um, 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 only, only thousands, you know, or a lot less than that. So that is how, if you sequence the steps that you need to take into starting your business, if you put one thing before the other, then you'll see how the need for capital and how the need for money will actually drop like a stone. To start a business without money, you have to be creative. You have to look at your business model. You have to see, okay, maybe I need, um, need, need, need a business partner. Now, one of the things you should never do in business, and, and, and this, this got to do with this whole process as well, and that is to never ever outsource the core value proposition of your business. That's a tip I can give you. Never, for example, if, if your core is like an application, it's better to have that as a key partner, the, the, the developer, if, especially if you don't know programming. It's better to have that as a key partner because um, imagine if you need to sh shift or change IT people and then a new guy needs to go and work on the code and they say no, they can't or they don't know or whatever. Then you need to pay that person again a lot of money to read through the code. And, and that's just a, a waste of resources. If you make that person a partner, then uh, there's a different dynamic. So this is where the management of partnerships becomes extremely important. Those are, um, it, it's extremely important when you start a business without money. Uh, there are people that are taking joint risks and there are different models in order to set up uh, partnerships. There are a dynamic equity model and a fixed equity model. Often people, the most popular one is fixed equity model because people don't know about the dynamic um, equity models and ideas around that. Um, so, so that is basically how you can start a business without money. There are lots of different other tricks, but I just gave you the core ones and the most uh, and the principle um, that I shared with you, which is extremely critical, is that the sequencing of your project plan, of the items or the tasks in your project plan, is where 
the secret lies. So if you can resequence um, it and move your customer and getting your first sales right right up there, then those people can can be your first can can actually give you the capital, and that 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 is the secret, and that is what we have developed over. Um, those ideas we have um, basically researched because developers have been using this many, many, many years ago already. It's, this is not a new concept. But the, the, the theory behind that was developed over the last 12 years, basically, to figure out that you actually need to sequence the steps that you are taking. And that is where the key is. And also you can, you can shift around stakeholders on your uh, business model canvas um, into different areas, like for example, instead of making it a resource, making the, 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 the that person uh, a partner. I would not make uh, uh, someone a partner who just needs to be temporarily in a business. For example, uh, if you only need graphic design once for a logo or whatever, then that is not a good idea to make that person a partner. So you have to be be, be careful who you make a partner and 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 partners yeah you need to work um, together and what we have found out also when you do partnerships you really have to start um your business with a partner it it becomes um less complicated over t um, um if you if if you all start at the same time um i've been working with getting a new partner in for one of my clients uh, or one of the, yeah one of the people i'm helping um, basically to get, help them to get in an, a partner and we had to use the dynamic equity model there and, and all that and it's a little bit of a challenging situation but but it is possible um, and it is also a new relationship so there they will be disruptions and things like that so but we and, and it add also risks uh, at that point in time when, when when it's critical in a business but when you have started in the beginning with a partner, that's ideal, but it's not. It's not. It's not necessary. It's not. It's not you, that you cannot start the business um, uh, um, without them. You must always find a way. Okay, if you really believe in your idea, if it's your passion, then then just go and do it. It's like Richard Branson says: just do it, and see what happens. And that's the best advice that you can ever get: is just do it get uh, uh, and see how what happens and and of course if you don't have the money and and by the way actually richard branson um virgin airlines was started without money that is a, a an interesting story so if you have read these books you would have picked up on that story and uh, it is where he took the um he, he, he had no money he had like really 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 no money and that is why i love the idea of starting a business without money because if you have no money and you know this 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 way of starting a business, then you're you're really independent. No government, um, nobody can actually tell you how how um, and put you in a in a crisis situation. You will be able to move to any place and you will be able to do what you need to do. But anyway, um, so actually he was out of money. This is now Richard Branson, and he. He saw this advert for um, that he could get a free accommodation and a free flight uh, to Virgin Islands. Plus, he can get a tour uh, of Virgin Islands if uh, because these agents wants to sell the islands. Um, so he, uh, he can they can build their own houses or whatever on the island and develop it. But the idea is that that um, they would pay for everything. They will actually 
pay your flights there. They will they will take you around and 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 Richard Branson thought, but yes, he's got the he ha, he has to take his girlfriend out. He's got no money, and this is this is a solution to that problem. But he has got no intention to buy an island because he doesn't have money. He was just out of money. So he, he went on this trip and, and this agent took the two of them in a chopper around the island and they were, and, and he said, what about this island? And he said, and, and these two lovebirds checked, yeah, yeah, no, we, you know, they looked disinterested. And after about the few islands, this, this agent saw this, that they're not really that serious in buying an island. Their body language showed that to him. He, he was like experiencing seeing that. And um, he, he said, you're not yet to buy an island, are you? And Richard Branson said, yeah, we kind of not really yet to buy an island. And uh, he, he said, okay, turn around this. this he said, said to the pilot, turn around the, the chopper, go back, drop these guys off at the airport. They need to go. We, we are not even paying for the flight back. They need to get their, find their own way back. At the airport, uh, uh, they found all their bags there. But at the airport, um, uh, this holiday was now cut short. But at the airport, he was sitting there with his girlfriend, wondering how the hell is he going to get back to to the UK? How's he going to get back? And he saw that the, the flight back to London was cancelled, um, and there was disgruntled passengers standing in a queue wondering okay now they need to wait for for the next day to get the flight back and he checked the situation like that and he said hmm okay that's a problem and uh, he saw he went over to the charter desk and he asked to them okay how much to charter a plane now I can't remember exactly um, how much it cost and I can't remember how many seats it has had so um, let's say it had 10 seats so what Richard Branson had done is he wrote on a cardboard. He said, okay, um, this is the amount that you will, um, he called it Virgin Airlines, from Virgin Islands to London. Um, it is uh, this rate per seat. And obviously it took only then eight seats. So there were a seat for him and his girlfriend and, and divided uh, the 10 seats into into basically, or, or the total cost into eight, and he said, okay, this is the right. And uh, people were coming to him and bought their seats, and he chartered a plane back, and that was, that was the start of Virgin Airlines. And what, he, what, what the point of this is that you can start actually any business without money. You can even start an airliner without, without money. If you just understand a principle of getting the money from the customer first and be creative around the concept. Um, so the profit for Richard Branson was basically him and his girlfriend got back without paying a cent. So that whole holiday still cost him no money and that gave him an idea to start Virgin Airlines. And that's where it is currently. He, st he still has Virgin Airlines. So um, be creative and be innovative with your business model. Don't let anything stand in your way, especially not money, because a business is there to make money, not to cost you money. That is the most important thing that you should learn from this uh, podcast, is that a business should, cost you uh, should make you money and not cost you money. If you do not know how to make money, may and you know there's a need in that market, maybe you're busy with a non-profit and not a profit-making enterprise. 
profit-making enterprise is making a profit. Something that doesn't make a profit is not sustainable. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. So, uh, uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you have got any questions, just um, you just go away and ask.